And good afternoon, Encounties. Welcome back to the Word Encounter, uh, episode 32. Yesterday we left off in um, Deuteronomy 6, so we're going to start with 7. Actually, we're going to start with the, the end of 6 here in verse 14. I just want to read this. Um, uh, the Lord says, uh, Do not father other gods, the gods of the peoples around you, for the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God. Otherwise, the Lord your God will become angry with you and obliterate you from the face of the earth. Now, that is pretty unambiguous that the Lord does not want uh, his people following other gods. The word says that he is a jealous God and we associate, you know, negativity with that word jealousy. But that's what the word says. It says he's a jealous God. He does not want his, uh, affections meant for him to be shared with anybody else. And so he's warning the Israelites through Moses. Don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, otherwise, you know, I'll be angry with you and obliterate you from the, faith of the earth, from the face of the earth. That's pretty strong language. And so let's go on to chapter 7. Um, down in verse 2, it says, um, and, and remember, uh, Moses is recounting uh, things that have uh, gone out, uh, gone on through history uh, to the second generation of Israelites. He's just bringing them up to speed on everything that has occurred so that they understand the gravity of what it is that they need to do. In verse two, it says, and when the Lord, your God delivers them over to you and um, over to you and you defeat them. In other words, so uh, Moses is telling them, okay, when you go over into the promised land and when the Lord delivers these people to you, don't forget certain things. And it says, you must completely destroy them. Make no treaty with them and show them no mercy. And so these are his instructions. Make no treaty and show them no mercy. You must not intermarry with them and you must not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons because they will turn your sons away from me to worship other gods. And so he's not only telling them what to do or what not to do, he's telling them why. Because if you do this, this is what will happen. They will turn to other gods. They will start prostituting themselves with other gods. I will become angry with you and I'll have to obliterate you. And so, the, you know, the warning that Moses is sending out is for their own good. Don't do this because this is what the result will be. If we go over to verse nine, know that the Lord, your God is God. The faithful God who keeps his gracious, uh, yeah, his gracious covenant loyalty for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commands. Verse 10, but he directly pays back and destroys those who hate him. He will not hesitate to pay back directly the one who hates him. And so how does the Lord uh, judge whether somebody hates him or not? It's what they do, whether they follow his commands or not. You know, the Lord also has the ability to look inside your heart and to see what the deal is, to see what really resides there. And if you hate him or not, and he says here, he will not hesitate to pay back directly the one who hates him. Verse 12, if you listen to and are careful to keep these ordinances, the Lord your God will keep his covenant loyalty with you as he swore to your fathers. He will love you, bless you, and multiply you. He will bless your offspring and the produce of your land, your grain, new wine, and fresh oil, the young of your herds, and the newborn of your flocks, and the land he swore to your fathers that... um he would give you, you will be blessed above all peoples. 
And so he's telling him, if you follow my commands, if you do what I say, listen, this is what's going to happen for you. This is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to take a lot of the hardship out of life for you. <clears throat> you will be blessed above all peoples. There will be no infertile male or female among you or your livestock. Not only you, but your animals are going to be blessed with offspring. There's not going to be any barrenness. You know, remember at this time, barrenness was a sign of a curse. And so if you couldn't have uh, kids or anything like that, and the Lord said, that's not going to happen. In verse 15, the Lord will remove all sickness from you. He will not put on you all the terrible diseases of Egypt that you know about. This is, there's not going to be any illness. There's not going to be any sicknesses among you. I'm going to take all of that from you. <clears throat> but he will inflict them on all those who hate you. <laughs> and so I'm going to inflict illness and whatnot on your enemies. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. Verse 16. You must destroy all peoples the Lord your God is delivering over to you and not look on them with pity. Wow. He says, you are to take these people out and don't look on them with pity. Just do what I tell you to do. Mm. Do not worship their gods, for that will be a snare to you. And so, again, we get back to the, the whole reason behind all of this stuff with regard to the elimination of other peoples. It's because he knew that the, Isra the Israelites were weak and they would follow other gods. And so he's trying to keep these obstacles out from in front of them, trying to remove the obstacles from them, if you will. We go down. Be sure to remember that the Lord your God, well, be sure to remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and all Egypt, the great trials that you saw, the signs and wonders, the strong hand and outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the peoples you fear. The Lord your God will also send hornets against them until all the survivors and those um, until all the survivors and those hiding from you perish. And so when you go into battle, sometimes people flee and they go and they hide in caves and, and they, they're trying to survive. The Lord says he's going to send hornets and find those who are hiding from you and they will perish, you know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so we see that the, the, the Lord is going to do all of this stuff, you know, for his people. And what he asks is you follow my commands and ordinances. That's what he asks. So we're going to chapter eight and we see in verse two, remember, um, remember that the Lord, your God led you on an entire journey, these 40 years in the wilderness. Again, Moses is recounting things so that he might humble you and test you to know what was in your heart. And so the whole purpose of the, one, of, of the wilderness experience was to test the people. And many times we go through a wilderness experience in our lives. And sometimes we want to blame the enemy. Sometimes, you know, people assign it to bad luck or whatever. But could it be from the Lord to test you, to test what's in your heart? something to think about so that he might humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. Verse three, he humbled you by letting you go hungry. Then he gave you manna to eat, which you and your fathers had not known so that you might learn so that you might learn so that you might learn. 
that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And so it says that he essentially sent hunger and then he provided a solution for the hunger to the Israelites, manna from heaven, so that the Israelites might learn that man does not live by bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so he's trying to teach them that I am your sustenance. You know, I am your portion. And so he's trying to get this message across. We go on to verse 11. Be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commands, ordinances, and statutes that I'm giving you. When you eat and are full and build beautiful houses to live in and your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold multiply and everything else you have increases, verse 14, be careful, be careful that your heart doesn't become proud and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. When you prosper, when you experience all this prosperity, be careful. Do not forget where this is coming from. Do not forget the Lord your God when you experience all this prosperity. Don't turn your back on me. Be careful. Guard against this. <clears throat> we go on to ver ver uh, the, verse 17. You may say to yourself, my power and my own ability have gained me this wealth. But remember that the Lord your God gives you the power to gain wealth in order to confirm his covenant he swore to your fathers. So the Lord is saying, look, don't you do this. I am allowing you to experience this prosperity because of a covenant I made with your forefathers. This isn't on your own strength, of your own volition, out of you, so you, that you can become haughty, haughty and, and, and proud and whatnot. So remember and don't forget. And that's a, 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 I think that's an appropriate warning for us today as we experience prosperity and, and whatnot. Sometimes we can become full of ourselves, you know, and be proud. <laughs> we forget that we don't do none of this stuff on our own. Nothing. Chapter 9, verse 1. Listen, Israel, today you're about to cross the Jordan and enter uh, and drive out nations greater and stronger than you and cities and large cities fortified to the heavens. And so Moses is telling people, uh, is telling the people, look, you're about to cross over. And yes, these people are greater and stronger than us. We're weaker compared to them. You know, and so it's natural that fear would be a part of the equation in the Israelites as they contemplate crossing the Jordan. In verse four, when the Lord your God, when the Lord your God drives out, drives them out before you, do not say to yourself, the Lord brought me in to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. Instead, the Lord will drive out these nations before you because of their wickedness. In other words, don't become spiritually proud. Don't say, look, I am so holier, you know, holier than everybody else. I'm righteous. The Lord loves me. And because I'm so holy and righteous, we're just saying, no, that's not the reason I'm going to drive these people out before you. I'm going to drive them out because of their wickedness, not because of your holiness. There's a tremendous amount of difference in, 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 
in how you process that. If we go down to verse six, understand that the Lord your God has not given you this good land to possess because of your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked people. He said, don't become proud because you ain't all that. You know, you are a stiff-necked people. You, 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 you know, you're knuckleheads. And so uh, I'm not driving them out because of anything you've done. I'm driving them out because, you know, of their wickedness and because of the covenant that I had with your forefathers. And Moses goes on, you know, to go through some history and whatnot. And then in verse 24, chapter 9, Moses says, uh, you have been rebelling against the Lord ever since I have known you. So he recounts a lot of the history and their wanderings in the desert and this, that, and the other. And then he tells them, you've been rebelling since the beginning. You know, he's trying to keep the people humble to recognize that the Lord is doing things on their behalf, but not because of their righteousness. So if we go on to chapter 10, uh, uh, elements of the covenant get uh, get renewed with the people, get the people get reminded of those elements. And then um, in verse or excuse me, chapter 11, it talks about, you know, some of the commandments and ordinances and um, and how the people are to obey. And we see in verse 18, it says, imprint these words of mine, imprint these words of mine on your hearts and minds, bind them as a sign on your hands and let them be a symbol on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, write them on the doorposts of your house and on the city gates so that as long as the heavens are above the earth, so as long as the heavens are above the earth, your days and those of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And so he said, just remember the covenant, remember the ordinances, write them everywhere, teach them to your children, for you will have a long life and prosper if you do these things. And then in verse 26, it says, look, today I have set before you a blessing and a curse. There will be a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God I am giving you today, and there will be a curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, and you turn aside from the path I command you today by following other gods you have not known. And so Moses is laying out, <clears throat> you can choose righteousness or you can choose evil. You can do what is right in the sight of the Lord, or you can go against his commands. Choose ye this day. Blessings are curses, essentially. It's on you. It's a choice. It's a free will choice. And we have that same choice today. Do we choose Jesus? Or do we choose the ways of the world? It's a choice. But with that, we'll see you in the next episode.